life. Are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between, you're in the right place today with the host of Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. Welcome, I'm Julian Moss-Backman. Well, I hope you all had a happy Halloween. I'm always befuddled on how some groups and people can practically take anything and spin it nowadays. It's, It's unbelievable to me. You know, I was watching Duck Dynasty, and I love that show. Don't get me wrong. It's wonderful. But there was a little comment inside the episode that they ran during Halloween that I just thought it was um, almost comical, to be honest with you, and how political statements are made, you know, all the time, and we are constantly creating drama, whether we like it or not, and I got to thinking about that whole situation because it kept playing in my head over the past week about how much drama we actually do create out of nothing, whether we do it to make a political statement or we're just used to it or in some circumstances people do it as a marketing ploy maybe to get some kind of public attention. And I got to thinking how many of us actually do that that we jump inside a controversy just because we can, or does drama actually just occur around us as a natural happenstance to life? I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. But one thing is for sure, if you live on the planet, you got drama. <laughs> Those kind of go hand in hand, and I suppose how you handle that kind of agitation in your life is what makes a person that um, can handle life itself. And I think spirituality and the spirit part of ourselves can play a huge role in how we deal with that as it comes to us and how sometimes we manifest it on purpose because we just can because it's part of the human experience that we're here to experience the humanality of it all. Remember I did a dragon show a couple, I mean this last summer, on what color is your dragonfly. People loved that, and I've been thinking about how I could replicate that, but yet in a different way that was a little more poignant. So if you don't mind, I indulged myself in taking that same kind of dragonfly show, which was somewhat whimsical, and I'm going to apply that same kind of stuff as we move into the holidays about drama, holiday drama, and drama just in general. If you missed that show, go back. It's in my... um, on my blog talk radio program, Change Already with Jillian. I believe it's Change Already with Jillian under that topic, and it says, What Colors Your Dragonfly? And you can go back and reread it. You really have to look at the pictures along with that. So I apologize. I don't have pictures today to go with this, but I do have descriptions. 
So go back and listen to that, or you can find it on my webpage, and uh, you can kind of overlay it with what we're talking about today. You know, we talk about stress all the time, and on the show that I just did with Dr. Corey, we talked about stress and how stress is just a common occurrence, but I got to thinking that stress and drama may be two different kind of human conditions that we find ourselves in every day. Does drama create itself, or does it just happen by happenstances? And I'm not sure what the answer to that is, but maybe stress is related, excuse me, to drama, or drama is just a separate category. I think each one of us have to kind of answer that question for ourselves. Either way, I still believe that drama is as drama does. So I want to talk today about dismissing that drama the best we can, or at least kind of cut it in half. <laughs> I don't think we could ever get rid of drama. Life would be rather boring if we did that. But maybe put it in a perspective that's not so dramatic in our lives. And for many people, it's extremely debilitating. So I went into meditation and I asked these questions, came to me intuitively. So I'm going to run through these questions and I want you to think about them. And it's not a matter of how many yeses you have or how many noes, because I would venture to say that you should at least have one yes on the page or the questions that I'm going to ask. But you might have two or three different yeses, or you may have no yes, no yeses, which I would find that very uh, crazy if you do. After you hear the questions, you'll know what I mean. Okay, so what I want you to do is listen to these questions carefully, and then after the break, we're going to go ahead and discuss the other um, questions and answers that go with the drama idea. The first question you need to ask yourself is, does your gut say no and your mouth say yes? Drama is my motivator. Got to have it crave it, and many times I unconsciously create it. Number three, are you a person that stirs the pot just for the grins of it? Number, do you love creating a need in others simply to be the one that deploys the grand solution to the grand problem? This is a question you need to ask yourself. Do you consciously or unconsciously surround yourself with people who constantly sabotage your own personal growth? Remember, like attracts like. The last question I want you to think about is, are you the person that accepts the fact that where there are people, (laughs) drama will follow and it's all a part of the game of life. Now go back and think about each one of those questions and see which ones you answered and we'll chat about that after this short break. Ask yourself, two of these categories are a drama diva 
or a drama flair. We'll talk about that right after this break. Looking for more? Welcome back. Here's your host, Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. Welcome back. Uh, this is Jillian Moss-Backman, and I am talking about drama and how to get rid of your drama. You know, are you a general a, adrenaline junkie? So I was thinking about while, I was, while we were all at break. <laughs> you know, I love doing my show live, and people always ask me, why do you love doing it live when you could tape it and it could have perfection? I'm afraid I I like the drama of putting it out there on my own. It's kind of like a little bit of drama myself each week to see, just a little test. Can I do it? Can I not do it? I don't know. I don't know if we call that drama or just a lot of fun. For me, it's fun. But before the break, I was talking about these questions I wanted each one of you to ask, and now I'm going to take those questions and apply some different intuitive categories that I came up with during meditation and how possibly we can downplay the drama in our lives and maybe put it in a common perspective where it's not so poignant but rather just a part of the process that we all go through on a regular basis. 
So before I, the question, I asked you some questions, and now I want to define them. The first one I want to talk about is drama is my motivator. Got to have it, crave it, and many times unconsciously we create it. This kind of person I'm labeling a drama, a drama diva. They just love the thrill of drama. Not so much for the people to see how they're reacting, but within themselves. They just like to create unconsciously. They manifest it through maybe frustration of their lives or they're bored or they just want to stand out amongst the crowd. They believe that they actually release the drama. In other words, they cut the drama maybe even half. They would literally stall out in their lives and no longer have that perpetual movement of drama to keep growing. Now, these people, they resonate with the color yellow life force trigger point. P.S., all of these life force trigger points that I'm talking about are found in my book. I believe it's Chapter 9. Don't quote me on that. I know it's in the language of intuitive processing or something like that. Beyond the pews, breaking with tradition and letting go of religious lockdown. I want to say that in my book, as in today's show, all of the descriptions that I've written are my own doings. Now, there's lots of things about life force energy out there and all the different points on the body. I took those years and years ago as a basis and then really went into my own ideologies and thoughts and came up with my own intuitive messages and thoughts on each one of them. And in my book, I really encourage each one of you to do this. So now that I give you these descriptions, please take them in and then expound on what you find for yourself. So again, the drama diva resonates with the color yellow life force trigger point. They love attention and they, they love each other, but they really need to harness their thirst for excitement. They get confused with excitement as true love. And they think that this is, if, that if they continue to up the ante, I think of Lady Gaga, what I think of a drama diva, that eventually it will peter out and they'll realize that all of the excitement they've created is very fleeting, that it's really not based on anything. And to a certain extent, these divas have to overyell each other for the attention and love they're looking for. What they need to learn to do is take that energy that they have this drama that they love, and harvest that thirst into more healthy alternatives. They have to keep expanding internally and really go in and explore a more methodical way of what love and acceptance and respect looks like. I know when you tell these people to stop seeking drama, but they get so accustomed to it, it's almost like a drug they have to withdraw from it. 
What they what you have to understand is the drama diva people have tons of passion, and they really do have great depth, but they have misinterpreted that passion into human drama. And there's a huge gap between those two. They need to seek loving connections with others, and they don't know how to start. Because they're so used to saying, look at me, they never look at anybody else. They need to learn that true love is like a whisper in the ear to those you love. It's simple It's not flamboyant, and it's sometimes unnoticeable. Yes, it's okay to be noticed in the group without outside antics. They need to learn to understand there's people in the world that will accept them with all their flaws and all their unquestionable ideas and have shared lessons just like they do and realize that their lessons to learn are no more important than the guy next to you, and that there's an invisible connection between all of us that we share together. The next one is, does your gut say no and your mouth says yes? (laughs) Oh, you know, I, I have to say I probably fall into this category a lot, and I'm learning not to. It's always a work in progress like the rest of you. You usually offer more to others than you can deliver. And the minute you say it, you know that you won't be able to follow through with it. So what happens is you create an expectations for others, and you end up failing on both ends. So instead of saying no up front, you usually are more comfortable causing causing pain to yourself than others, and you end up having more repercussions at the backlash instead of the front end and where you say, you know, the pain up front of saying, here are my boundaries and no. It's not that they don't internally love themselves because they don't get that. It's more of a confidence issue that they have in standing up in front of others and have difficulty defending their position. There's very few boundaries they will not cross to make other people happy. Now, what they resonate with is the blue throat chakra or the life force trigger point, which is about communicating unconditional love to other people. This doesn't mean that you have to do it at the expense of yourself, but you have the words inside of you. You just have to be comfortable and confident in telling others. They have to be able to communicate the needs that they have inside of themselves in a manner of which that is respectable to all, including themselves. The next one is, are you a person that stirs the pot just for the grins of it? This one kind of makes my stomach turn, to be quite frank with you, but it is out there. I call these people the drama voyeurs. They love to watch other people squirm under pressure. Again, I say to you, they consciously or unconsciously do this. 
They usually are doing this because they feel so out of control in their own lives. It gets their mind off their own problems and issues by watching other people outside themselves feel a little bit of uncontrollability. They love the idea that they are in control and that they can walk away from the situation at any time, any place, and anywhere. They usually walk away when the rush is gone and people wake up and say, what just happened? Lots of times these kind of people leave people in the wakes and they wonder what's going to happen with no solutions and they end up asking each other more questions to ponder. These are the red guys. Everybody loves red, and red is one of those very controversial kind of life force. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good. And this trigger point, they have to realize what physical love is. They've become too afraid to become attached to any living thing. So they just keep stirring the pot and moving through the muddled soup they've created. It's not that they don't want to make attachments. They just haven't figured out quite how to do it. My suggestion to them is you just keep trying. You can't learn to keep stirring the pot. At some point, they end up having to stop and from running and they have to keep moving along. Eventually, they realize that they can't keep making a sick people stew. You want to realize that you want to create a need in others simply by being the one in the middle that can help with the grand solution. The next one is, oh, excuse me, I I read that wrong. That's the question. Do you love to create a need in others simply to be the one that deploys the grand solution? These people I label as drama slayers. They love to stir the pot just like the other ones, but they're the big heroes in the middle with the answers. They're the ones that have the answers to all the burning drama they create in the middle. Again, these people love to be in control But the difference is they love to put their way of thinking and suggestions and resolutions forcibly on other people. You've all heard that saying, it's either my way or the highway, but they don't realize and they usually say that their way is always the right way. Lots of times when you're working with drama slayers, the, the way they do this is it benefits the individual, but not necessarily the whole group. And there's always a sense of urgency to the drama they create. We have to act now. And if you don't act now, you'll lose whatever advantages you may have in the long run. Many salespeople are trained this way, so a lot of salespeople have a tendency to live this life. Now, they resonate with the color violet life force trigger point. They're extremely connected to their own inner voice, but they have gotten so far away from it and have refused 
to give it any credence in their world because they have been trained or taught through others the only way to success is through human pushing their way through to get what they want. They haven't figured out yet that when to intuitively fall back or to spring forward. It's just like daylight savings time. You have to know when to go in and know when to stay back. And most of all, they have to learn to listen to that inner voice of reason. Do you unconsciously surround yourself with people who constantly sabotage your own personal growth? These guys are what we call the drama no-nos. They have lots of drama in their inner circle, but they refused to be a part of the drama, and they just seem like unconsciously drama is their best friend. Now, they may or may not like the drama, but there's some days they like it and some days they don't. There's no clear, concrete answer for the drama no-nos. Some days it's yes, like I said, some days it's no, and sometimes it's just a matter of passing time without any significant changes, which is so Sad in a purpose's life. I've seen this so many times. And they really don't shift until someone else shifts. And then they're forced to shift into a different change themselves. Lots of times people will just keep repeating this drama over and over again. These are the people in our, in, in our inner circles that we would consider victims. They surround themselves with people who also see the negative in everything. And they become so negative that everything in their brain seems dark and sad. Yet they refuse to let go of the people or the circumstances around them to grow. Now these people are the opposite of the drama slayers. They would rather inflict pain like the other ones I was talking about than disrupting someone else. They have to learn the fact that where they will go, drama will always follow. They have to learn that that it's okay to have drama, but it's not okay to be a part of it if it doesn't feel intrinsically right for you. These people resonate with the color orange. And the color orange triggers people to learn how to love themselves in the middle of this drama, in the middle of their group of people in negative circles. It doesn't matter what choices you've made. You have to learn to relinquish human drama around you. And sometimes that means leaving the people around you that make or create the human drama that you're presently in. You have to learn to say to yourself, I'm living a free life without any necessary drama. The last question is the one that we all should aspire to be. These are what I call the negotiators, the peacekeepers but not in the way that you would think. They're able to step back and see the drama as a part of the solution 
rather than the catalyst for change. They're super good at negotiating because they can see all the pieces on the puzzle. And they're not interested in always having the answers to the problems. They just look at how can things be resolved in the pending drama in front of us. They keep on moving, not from the drama they create, but from an inner source within themselves that keeps them perpetually growing in a healthy manner. They're not seekers of the drama, although the drama arrives at their doorstep on a regular basis. Sometimes they've learned to act upon them, and other times they just keep driving by. This person resonates with the color green or pink life force trigger point. They embody the understanding of the planet, love, and change with grace. However, these need to guard against isolationism because sometimes it gets so difficult to maintain a state of neutrality and resolution in the world that it's not rewarding for the negotiators to stay and use their intuitive knowledge. Sometimes they have a tendency to alienate themselves from other people just because they don't want to deal with it. Hang in there. There's lots of other pinks and greens out there. They're hard to find, but you can locate them. Now, I want you to understand each one of these categories has its highs and its lows. We should all aspire to become a drama negotiator, but it's not necessary to have that part and relinquish drama completely. I think the key here that we all need to learn is how to negotiate and settle in that drama is a commonplace and that we all learn to maneuver through it on our own. I'll see you next time, same place, same time, Block Talk Radio, High Noon. Thanks for joining Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before. Just like Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. So change already.